This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. One of the biggest challenges to being a music teacher is that we get all the kiddos, and that means we get students that have challenges that we may not feel equipped to deal with. That's why I have a free masterclass coming up to help you feel more comfortable with those kiddos who have special learning challenges. It's called Teaching Music to Students with Autism, ADHD, and Other Special Needs. And in this masterclass, I am going to give you my favorite secrets for how I teach my students who are uniquely made and who have special learning challenges. Want to learn more? All you have to do is go to storiesthatsing.net forward slash free masterclass to sign up. Again, that is storiesthatsing.net forward slash free masterclass. See you there. elementary music teacher who's frustrated and overwhelmed? I'm Jeanette Shorey, a happy music teacher who loves teaching every day, but it wasn't long ago I was in your shoes. Join me Wednesdays to help you find happy in your music classroom. What do you think it is about drums that just captivates literally every student? I'm not sure. I mean, do you think it's the fact that they're loud? Do you think it's the fact that most percussionists and drummers look really cool? I mean, I don't know what it is. It's kind of one of those things. I mean, I understand it because I think drums are cool too. And anytime I have an opportunity to play, of course, I'm going to play. Like, I am the first one up there when I'm doing a workshop that's like, yes, yes, I'll play the drums. So, you know, it's, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but definitely drums are, at least in my students' opinion, the coolest instrument. So I had this one student, well, actually I've got a couple students in my special ed class who we do drumming circle every week, and I, at this point, have to be really careful not to sit next to him because I swear I'm losing hearing sitting next to him. I mean, he is so loud. And that's the other thing that, you know, and, and no matter what I say, you know, he's on the autism spectrum. So he just doesn't always respond the way I want him to, even if I'm going quiet hands, quiet hands. But that tends to be the case with most of our kiddos, right? So it's kind of like a double-edged sword. It's kind of like you love the drums, you love drumming, you love getting them out, but then there's that part of you that's like, oh my gosh, do I really want to do this? So this is International Drum Month. I don't know if you knew that, but that is the truth. And I think that drumming is such an important part of the elementary school music teacher's life. It is exciting always. It doesn't matter what song you're playing. You can bring out what your students consider the hokiest song and they are still going 
to love playing it. So when I think of drumming, I think of it as beat. And I think of the all importance of beat. As you know, as a music teacher, the steady beat is the most important part of the music. I like to think of it like a cake plate. So imagine you've got this delicious chocolate cake with double fudge icing. And imagine that you put it on the counter. This is the story I tell my students. Imagine you put it on the counter and you go to pick it up. What's going to happen to it? Oh my gosh, it's going to all fall apart. You need to have a cake plate. And this is the analogy that I like to use. Without the cake plate, you can't pick up the cake and carry it. It's just going to fall apart. Imagine the mess. Steady beat is just like that. Without the steady beat, the song is going to fall apart. So I always like to tell my kiddos, if we've got a couple different parts going on, and let's say we're doing an ORF ensemble, an orchestration, I will say to my kiddos that are playing the steady beat, I want you to know that you have the most important part because sometimes they're like, Miss Shori, we're playing the same thing over and over and it's so boring, it's just quarter notes, whatever. And I'm always like, it's not boring. It's the steady beat. It's like that cake plate. The whole song will fall apart without you. This is the most important part. So because steady beat is all important, it's also most important to include it in every lesson, especially with our littles. And I know this is, I'm preaching to the choir here, right? So what is the best way to do that? Well, I think percussion instruments and especially drums. This month, I'd like you to think about all the ways you can add drums to your activities. I'm going to give you a moment. How many did you think of? I mean, my list goes on and on and on. I may not be able to come up with them super fast, but I am always going to come up with some. Today, I have five for you. But before I give you the details on that, you're going to need to ask yourself a few important questions. First of all, what kind of drums? What kind of drums do you have in your classroom? I have congas and I have frame drums and I have a couple of cajons or box drums and I have cups. I love cups. Cups are my favorite. And, you know, and I consider those drums because we can use them the same way we use our drums. What kind of drums do you have? It doesn't really matter what kind of drums you have. Your kids are going to be excited to play any of the drums as long as you have enough for everyone. So what if you don't have drums? Well, if you don't have drums, you've got some options. Home Depot, Lowe's, your cafeteria sometimes has giant plastic buckets. A lot of times you can ask them to donate them and you can also use other types of percussion instruments. So if you don't have drums and you don't have bucket drums and you really wanna do something right away, you can use plastic plates, you can use paper plates, those work in a pinch along with some dowels or rhythm sticks. <laughs> rhythm sticks. Or you can even use dowels or rhythm sticks and play the floor, play your chairs if you have them. And if none of those options really works for you, then you can try using red solo cups, your belly drum, or your lap. 
So lots and lots of options. Now, what kind of drumsticks should you use? There are many schools of thought here. So some music teachers like to use recorder cleaning sticks, and I think this is a good option, but you have to be really careful with those because they can have sharp edges. So you don't wanna use those on like your fancy conga drums. Um, you want to use those on things like your frame drums. You want to use them on things like your red solo cups, that sort of thing. They are awesome for when you don't want to leave with a headache. Some people like rubber pencil grips. You can use rhythm sticks or lummy sticks. Those work well with bucket drums, but you have to be sure you don't use those for any other kind of drums because you'll end up with teeny tiny little rhythm stick sized holes. I know this because I've done it. So I had to replace one of my conga drum heads because we were using, we actually were using real drumsticks and apparently congos do not like real drumsticks. Now I've also heard about music teachers using bamboo sticks that you can get in the garden center of like Lowe's or Home Depot, Walmart, that sort of thing. Uh, dowels, you can use dowels wrapped in tape. That's going to be better than using dowels that are not wrapped in tape because again you don't want those sharp edges you can also paint your dowels with neon so that they light up in the black lights and amazon carries a bunch of different options they have plastic drumsticks which is awesome and they're in all different colors and my favorite is tubes. That's spelled T-U-B-Z. Now, if you really want to get fancy, then it's really fun to use light-up drumsticks, and you can find those on Amazon as well. I am going to link to the plastic drumsticks, the tubes, and the light-up drumsticks in case you would like to do that. Those are affiliate links, by the way, from Amazon. Now, what if you don't have enough drums? So that's pretty easy because if you don't have this enough of the same kind of drum, you can mix and match. So if you don't have enough of your tubanos or your congas, then you can use some tubanos or congas and you can use some frame drums. If you only have frame drums but you don't have enough of those, then you can use some frame drums and some red solo cups. What if you don't have enough and you don't have like another option? Then your best bet would be get out your rhythm sticks and some people can play the floor while some people are playing the drums either with their hands or with a mallet or with drumsticks, that sort of thing. So if you don't have enough, be creative and just figure a way to do it. Your kids are not going to be upset as long as they get to play the drums at some point. So those are some questions that you want to ask yourself. Now the next thing you want to do is you want to plan ahead. You want to make sure that you've got your drums all set up in the right way. I love to use a drum circle so I'll set up my chairs because if you're drumming you really kind of have to have chairs. I mean, I guess if you're using frame drums, you don't have to have chairs, but if you're drumming and you're using congas or tubanos or something like that, your kids are not going to want to stand up for a full 30 minutes. So you can set up your chairs in a circle, or if you don't have chairs, 
maybe you can put down some dots and in that case maybe they stand up and sit down that sort of thing or if you're using frame drums they can sit down and you just have to make sure that everybody is in that circle so the best thing to do is either put down dots or put down lines or tape marks or something like that so that you've got a nice circle so that your kiddos can um, do that. Now, if you have like a brainstorm and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to do my drum circle and I haven't set anything up, then my favorite way to get my kiddos into a circle is I will say to them, stand up, use your force field hands, and I want you to make a circle using your force field hands. And force field hands are hands where you're not like, my fourth and fifth graders do not want to hold hands. So what I'll do is I'll have them, I wish you could see me right now because I'm demonstrating like you can see me. So you put your hands up at your side and each hand is facing away from you. So that means that everybody is has their hands facing away and you, you kind of do like, um, okay, you're going to almost touch hands but the force field is going to keep you away from each other so that's a good way with my littles i'll have them hold hands but with my big kids we'll do force field hands and then that is to me the very best way to make a circle and what i'll do even with my kiddos my bigger kiddos is i'll be like let's make a circle a great big circle let's make a circle and have some fun so that is my best way, and we will sing that over and over, and my kids will start singing it too. Sometimes my big kids will start talking, and if they do start talking, I'm like, wait, stop, everybody sing along. Let's make a circle, and we um, we all have to sing. If we don't sing, we stop, we wait, we try again. Three times they try again, and then we're done. We're not making the circle, we're not playing drums, and I am really specific about that. We will still do the activity, but we're not gonna use the drums at that point. And my kids know that when I say it, I mean business. So you are planning how you want your kids to sit and you are going to make sure that you have everything set up before they come into the room. The next step is when my kids are outside, I'm gonna say to them, boys and girls, no tachi, no tachi, bad llama. So that's my, um, I can't remember what movie that's from, but my kids think it's hysterical. So I always am like, no tachi, no tachi. And I, um, I do like a, a little no, no finger. And I do that even with my fifth graders and they love it. And a little aside, a couple of years ago, I, you know, I always do that no tachi, bad llama. So a couple of years ago, I had a fifth grader who bought me a llama coffee cup and it was the most adorable thing and I loved it so much and then one day I had like a breaking week do you ever have a breaking week and I dropped my llama cup in the sink and I broke it and then I had and I was so sad and then I had a um this bowl that I made it was like a soup bowl and I dropped that also and this was a bowl like I had made it in a ceramics class and I had painted it with all these musical notes and everything oh my gosh I was so upset so of course I wasn't able to replace the bowl but I did search on google you gotta love google and I was like llama coffee cup and wouldn't you know 
Target had been selling them that year and I found one on Etsy and I think I paid like $20 for it, but I was like, I need to have it back. So anyway, that was a total aside. But as the students are coming in, they know because I've told them they are not allowed to touch the drum. So I'll be like, no touchy, no touchy, bad llama, no touchy. And then I'll say, boys and girls, as you're coming in, I will lead them in and they're like little ducklings behind me and I lead them to a spot and they just fill in the drum. So that is the best way, the drum, so that that is the best way to get them in. They they follow me like little ducklings and they go around because they're not used to sitting in a circle because we don't usually do that. So that is how I get them in and I'll say to them before they come in, after I do my no touchy, no touchy, I will say to them, make sure you don't touch. If you need to sit on your hands, if you need to fold your hands, whatever you have to do so that your hands do not play those drums. And again, they know I mean business because if they do touch, then they have 10 minutes of timeout. I call it the drum has 10 minutes of timeout. I never put my students in timeout. I put my instruments in timeout. And that is not my idea. I stole that from somebody. I don't know who. So that is how you've got your room set up. You've got your um, you've got your rules as you're going in. And then the next step is to go over all of the things, the important things that you want. So I'll say to my kiddos, um, we've got the head of the drum and the head of the drum, if you don't know this, is in the center of the drum and I call it the, the hand that plays the head and the hands that play the rim. And we've got our, um, our hands that play the rim and we've got our hands that play the head. And the hand that plays the head is cupped and I'll have them imagine that there's a little baby chick and they don't wanna mush the chick. So that is how, and and then I'll talk about bouncing and we'll talk about, oh, it's a hot stove. Or we'll talk about bouncing high and bouncing low and how it's never a bang, it's always a bounce. And then we use the hands for the rims and the hands for the rims are basically the fingertips from the knuckle up and your thumbs just hang off. And again, I wish you guys could see me, but um, the the hands are like flopping around and I'll be like these are my floppy hands and when you're playing the drums you want your floppy hands so um we will bounce off the rim of the drum that's the outside of the drum and then I start echoing and every time they come in we do some echoing. So that is my procedure for playing the drums and I thought I would share it with you. Now, I have five drumming activities to share with you. I have so many more drumming activities, but these are five of my favorites. So the first one, of course, because I'm the Stories That Sing Lady, is storybook lessons. I love to add drums to storybook lessons when it's appropriate. So the one I'm going to talk to you about today is Drum Dream Girl by Margarita Ingle, and this is included in my new Stories That Sing 2 book, my resource book, that will be coming out soon, and I can't wait for you to get a copy. And This is obviously, I mean, listen to the title, Drum Dream Girl, obviously perfect for adding some drumming. So I read the story first and then we go over 
the sound words. And any sound word, sound word is something that you hear a sound in your head when you hear it. So tap a tap tap or wind wavy drums or booming or pounding, those types of things. So some of those words are in that storybook. And so we'll read the story all the way through. Fabulous story, by the way. I'm not going to go into all the details on it, but it is a fabulous story. And you can listen to a read aloud. In fact, I will link a read aloud on YouTube. And on YouTube, it is a read aloud on YouTube that I will link in the show notes is what I was trying to say. I got distracted. And so you're going to want to read through all those sound words. And then if you've got littles, what I like to do is I like to model the sound words on my drum. If you've got big kids, what I'll do is we'll talk about all the sound words. We do a picture walk through the story. We'll talk about the sound words. And then I'll have my students, my big kids, like my third, my fourth, my fifth graders, play the drums. And we're going to explore many ways to play the drums before we do this activity. So either you're modeling or with your big kids, you're asking them to model. And I'll do like everybody plays together. If they get too loud, we stop, we revise, but everybody plays together. So I'll have them um, do a drum, something with their drums, and I'll say, okay, keep a steady beat. Now, change the way you're keeping the steady beat. What is another way you can play your drums? And I'll let them go for that and we'll go on and on and on. And then we go through and we talk about those sound words and I'll ask them to improvise. So you're talking about improvisation too, win-win. And I'll ask them to improvise the drums on their drums, on the sound words on their drums. Oh my gosh. So that is the first one, storybook lessons. Number two, if you don't have drums, this is a fantastic way to deal with it. So I like to use chairs and drumsticks. I will actually have my students turn their chairs around backward and use the backs of the chairs as their drums. Now, you need to make sure to emphasize bouncing softly, bouncing low and soft so that nobody leaves with a headache. And I love to use the chairs as the drum and we can do some echoing activities and that sort of thing. Or you can do some, um, you know, you can just make up some rhythms or, um, you know, lots of different stuff like that. Number three, my all-time favorite activity after storybook lessons, of course, is a drum circle. So, and, and I already told you a little bit about it. So you can do almost anything in a drum circle. And one of the things that I like to do is use Will Smith's activities. So he's got some activities in um, one of his books. And it's like, what's your name? What's your favorite color? So you ask the question and they answer. So it would be like, what's your name? Sally. What's your name? Will. What's your name? Jeremy. You know, that kind of thing. Um... And I always start by asking the question first and they answer and we don't do any playing. Then I ask the question and we do body percussion. Then I ask the question and I ask and play it and then they ask and play it back. Um, so you can use like, what's your name? You can use what's for dinner. You can use um, what's your favorite subject? What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Whatever you want to do. I mean, you could go on and on. You could have like a three-part 
drumming series, all with that kind of stuff. And then what you do next is you drop the words. So it'd be like, okay? So it sounds like you're doing a, um, a drum ensemble. Just one of the many things that you can do in a drum circle. Another, this is number four, well-loved drumming activity, my kiddos love it anyway, is I love to pull out a pop song and create a drum piece for it. So I'm going to create basic rhythms. I divide the song up. I divide it into the chorus, the verse, and the bridge. And I create a different rhythm for each part. And I mean, this is a win-win because your students are getting to play the drums and you're going to get to teach a form lesson. And it's to pop music. Now, if you're looking for some of those, I have several of them, at least several of them, on my website, storiesthatsing.net forward slash shop. Number five, it's always fun to have your students take a walk around the classroom and discover some found instruments. So maybe they use a pencil and a chair. Maybe they find, um, I don't know, like a plastic box and they use that as the drum and they use their hands to play it. Maybe they use the floor. Maybe they use their feet. Um, whatever they like to, to use. And then I love to do with the found instruments, really with any instruments, but I love to do this with found instruments, a call and response. So if you have a call and response song, you can use that or you can just make something up like chocolate ice cream on a brownie and your students respond, ooh, that's good. The next one might be like strawberry cake with strawberry icing. Ooh, that's good. So every time you pick up a new dessert and then you can have your kids fill in their own. So let's go back and do a quick review. Um, we talked about asking yourself the questions. What kind of drums do you have? What if you don't have drums? What kind of drumsticks should you use? What if you don't have enough drums? So those are preparation type questions. Then you're going to go through and you're going to make sure that you have your room set up. You're going to decide how you're going to get your kids in. You're going to decide what kind of transitions you're going to use if you need transitions. And you're going to decide what details you want to cover in the first drumming lesson. And finally, we've got our five activities. Storybook lessons, um, using your drumsticks in your chairs, my favorite activity, the drum circle, pulling out a pop song and creating a drum piece with it, and number five, taking a walk around the classroom, discovering some found instruments, or you might want to take a walk outside and then do a call and response. Well, that's all I have for you today. But before I go, let me remind you, keep learning, keep growing, and keep being fabulous you. Fabulous you.